welcome. Welcome. Whose show is it? How do you do your intro normally? I intro the guest, but I don't think you need an intro. But what would your intro be? Welcome to Build. Welcome to Build. Yeah. We're building. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, check your GitHubs, get your code ready. We are here. Everybody's favorite engineer is on Build. Today. Yes. Yes. How's it going? Number uh, one committer <laughs> at Drift. <laughs> That's right. Here, this is a really funny story, actually. Matt Bellotti loves to tell the story. Do you know that I was a product manager for one week at Drift? No. You, <laughs> the look <laughs> on your face says everything. Wow. You're not nearly nervous enough. No. No. So we had this product called the Drift Daily, where before we really launched anything, we basically ingested all of your data from email, like you'd hook up MailChimp or mm-hmm. Constant Contact, and then we would send you a report mm-hmm. as you got new subscribers. It was really cool, actually. And so it'd be like, boom, these five people join your list. Maggie has 100,000 followers, and she's connected to these five people you know on Twitter. And Andrew was building it, and I was sitting next to Andrew, and they were like, you have a bunch of ideas for this, so you're going to be the product manager. Okay. For this. But in the true drift fashion, it's not like you're not going to do marketing. Right, you're right, just right. going to do this. Do it also, yeah. Both. I didn't think it was that bad, but we ended up not doing it. Now. So you didn't ship your feature? Of course I did. Oh. I just put a bunch of things on Trello cards and it was like, <laughs> done doing now, icebox later, whatever. Mm-hmm. You yeah. nailed it. That's, yeah. that's, that's it. That's basically yeah. product management. Yeah. And that literally like the only part I remember, but now Matt loves to like spin this story into like, oh, remember when DG was a product manager? And it was like, anyway. Why do you think I wouldn't be a good product manager? I think you'd be a great product manager. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Copy. No, really, because that's what I want to talk about today okay. is that copywriting and storytelling, sure. I think, is the key to product management. I, because if you can't tell the story and yeah. you can't motivate people, yeah. then how does the team even know what they're doing? I love that topic. Let's, un- let's unpack that. I think I would be a terrible product manager, by the way. Okay. Because I'm all sizzle. <laughs> All sizzle, not much steak, which is like a problem. Okay. So I think like, I actually think about, you and I have talked about this a couple times, not like a lot, but like multiple times Mm -hmm. when we talk, we talk about this, which is like, I think this isn't, actually has nothing to do with product management, which you should spin as we talk about this. But like, I think that the most underrated skill at a company Mm -hmm. is internal marketing. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in marketing or not, it's called internal marketing because I think so much of work, unless you own your own company and you're a solo person and freelancer, is like relying on other people helping you out. Right. Especially as a team grows and scales or getting people fired up. And so I think so much of it is like explaining the why and getting people around you rallied behind this thing that you're going to go do. That is product. The yeah. whole goal of a product manager is right. what are you doing and why? Yeah. And really it's just the why. Yeah. And so we've talked a lot about the why because especially if you're building something like a product, if you can't get people inside of your company fired up about it, then how are you ever gonna get somebody who has no relationship with you or no knowledge of you to care? Yep. And I also think you can feel a difference when the whole company is excited about something. I think that's one of our secret sauces at Drift is like everybody at Drift wants to do marketing. I think that bleeds out externally. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing is true with products. I think there's certain products that you use that you can tell that like the people who built that product really freaking love it yeah. and are passionate about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think when I think about product, and really this kicked off for me when you were tweeting about copywriting being everything, and I started thinking about it within what we do, and I think if you can't tell a story, and the story and product includes the characters, the conflict, so your users, what's wrong, what you're solving for, where you're trying to take them, Mm -hmm. that whole arc applies to every feature and everything that you do. And you're right, if you can't explain that to someone verbally, written, 
through copy in the product, I don't think you're going to build something that's good. It's so true. I've worked with a lot of product managers in different places, other companies, different jobs. Mm -hmm. And I think something like this weird thing happens. And I don't know anything about building products. Like I sat next to David Cancel for three years. And so like I know about building products from that. Right. But this weird thing happens when like a product manager has to write like a spec for something. What do you Mm -hmm. call it? One pager. A one pager, whatever. Like people shift into like this weird, like non-human thing. And they're like, they're writing like these weird words and phrases. Like as a blank, I would like to, like I get the jobs to be done framework and all Mm -hmm. that, but like it felt like out of control. Like why should marketing then have to take that one pager mm-hmm. and then translate it into words that the customers will use that we'd use on the website. Right. I actually think that the one pager should be like helpful for me as a marketer because you're like, hey, we already did the work. Right. Here's how we're going to talk about this. You might right. change the words, but like I think that's so important where it's not just some Mad Libs formula that you like pass off to mm-hmm. the engineers and they go like right. build your thing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like yeah. It doesn't get done that way. Yeah, and I think that's the Amazon model of write the press release before you even start. Yeah. Because if you can't explain that value, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So what I want to know is okay, we have to tell stories, we have to tell them internally, externally, as product people, how do we do that? Because I grew up in a household where my dad every day, whatever I was writing, he would read and he would tell me to delete all of it and just say, say what you mean. I love that, say what you yeah, mean. Yeah, he would say, he would say, tell me yeah. what you're trying to do here. And I think, tell him and he'd say, write that. How do you teach people to get better at copywriting? That is such a good lesson, the say what you mean thing. Yeah. Um, read it out loud, say what you mean. Read it out loud, say what you mean. So like, it's crazy because those are two things that if you told anybody with that, they would agree with you. That makes obvious right, sense. Of course. For me, like I had just had to learn this lesson, which is like, I think you have to be confident. You can't just roll in anywhere and say, say what you mean. That's how you write. And you're like, you have to be confident in like showing that this works. But mm-hmm. like for me, I read something once. It might've been an old copywriting book. And I think it was this Eugene Schwartz breakthrough advertising this book, right? And at the beginning of the book, he said, first of all, before we go any further, in order to be successful at copywriting and storytelling, you need to throw out everything that they told you about grammar in school. And I was like, okay, great. Cause I don't know my nouns or my adverbs from ver- whatever, right? right? Like, sorry, I don't, but I can get people to understand me. Mm-hmm. And I think that book made me realize is it's more important to be understood than it is to be grammatically correct. Yep. And so you can beat me up all day for my grammar, a typo, this and that. But my only thing I care about is, did you understand what I was trying to say? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we just get too lost in like the, how you get there, right? Yeah. Like the story piece of it. And so mm-hmm. like your dad's advice is so good. It's like, just say what you mean, right? You ever like you're having a conversation with like your spouse or somebody and you're like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to cut right to it. Here's what I mean. Like that mm-hmm. is the money. Rip away all that stuff. And that's your 10%. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you only need that 10%. And it's the same thing why like Steve Jobs was obsessed with simplicity at Apple. Right. There's a quote. I, I don't know who some famous author, maybe it was Thoreau or something like that, <laughs> said like uh, simplify, <laughs> simplify. Mm-hmm. If Steve Jobs wrote the quote, simplify, simplify, it would have been just simplify. Why didn't you just say it twice? He said it. Everything was just dead simple, and I think that's really hard to do. Okay. but Say what you you mean. Say what you mean, but how do you teach people to do it? You say, okay, they need to simplify, simplify, but how? One of the tricks that I learned early on here was Mm -hmm. everything I wrote, I have to say it out loud. Say it out loud. And I don't mean like grab your piece of paper and be like, hello, today on Build, I'm talking to Maggie, right? No, say it out loud. Like I was standing in line at a coffee shop, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm pumped. Maggie's going to be on the podcast later. Same thing. Right. Right. 
but real. Right. And we're all people. And I think the biggest change is like there's not like work Dave who reads things with his work brain in one way and then like Mm -hmm. home Dave. We're all people. I think saying it out loud Mm -hmm. and you need a coach. You need somebody who's going to question every word that you write. And so like I had DC ripping apart every email and blog post and whatever Mm -hmm. and tweet even that Mm -hmm. I wrote in the early days. And he would just screenshot stuff and be like, would you really say that out loud? Yeah. Yeah, that's and true. that's such an easy guardrail. Would just like, mm. would you say that out loud? Anytime I ask that to someone, usually they're like, "No, you're right." Right. Well, or they start reading, and they get three words in, and they stumble because they know. Right, and then they realize that they wouldn't say it out yeah, loud. Yeah, don't say it yeah. out loud. We do the same thing on the product team occasionally. I think Alex and I yesterday were talking about something, and she asked for some feedback, and I just said, "I don't understand what you're trying to say," and then she explained it to me, and I was like, "Write that." Yeah. Just write what write you said. That. Yeah. Another hack is like use their words. Okay. If you're trying to write copy for anything in product, my guess is it's already been written somewhere, right? Absolutely. Especially if you're building product. Mm-hmm. It's that's probably, something that product people don't like to hear. What? They want to build a new thing. They want to build their own thing. Innovate. Innovate. Don't, don't invent, invent yeah. right? There's a great old wiki post here at Drift from DC, which is like, here's how a product manager would design a chair. <laughs> Have you seen that one? I haven't. But I can imagine. I don't know where he found this picture, but it's like this woman in this like futuristic looking like chair that goes like around <laughs> her head and yeah. it's like basically like a ball. Right. And it's like that's how a product yeah. manager or engineer would build a chair. It has every feature you could ever right. imagine. Where it's like, why not copy a chair and make right. it like slightly more comfortable? But the hack is like to use their words. And so especially in product, you're building something because there's a pain somewhere, probably, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so at Drift, we're building stuff for sales and marketing. Okay, so I would go talk to sales reps. Right, but I think that I think a lot of people mix this up and they say, "Yeah, I did a bunch of interviews." The gold in doing the interviews is actually then you get to use their word. They mm-hmm. already wrote the headline for you. And think about you—that's who you're trying to sell this thing to, right? If I went and interviewed Alex Hambury, one of our sales reps for a product we're building, and he told me the biggest pain in the ass in my day is when I have to blank. That's the headline for the landing page. Why would you use something else? Why would mm-hmm. you spin his words? He's going to be the buyer. Use that. And so the hack is you can't always do interviews, right? You got to get out of the building and talk to people. A hack that I would do all the time is I go to Quora Mm -hmm. or Reddit or Amazon or Product Hunt and I find related products to what I would have to write about Mm -hmm. and I would read the reviews. Mm -hmm. And so like, let's say I'm writing a new book about iPhones. I would go to Amazon and find other books about iPhones and see what the reviewers said. I love this book because it's all about blah, 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 boom. You just wrote exactly right. what I want to steal for this. Right. Or Product Hunt. If mm-hmm. I was a PM at Drift, I would go on Product Hunt or whatever other sites there are and go find related products and go see not what the company, what not what the marketers of the company wrote, but like what did the commenters say and use that. Hey, this is a sales rep at X company who said, man, this is going to change my day because now I can blank. Right. So go find your customers, find what they're talking yeah. about and what words they're using and steal that for your own copy. Exactly. And not just for the press release or the landing page or whatever, but actually in the product for the copy. Yeah, because you got to get inside of the head of the people that you're building for. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I know nothing, again, like I know nothing about product management and building products, but like I would want the engineers who are going to actually like write code to this thing for this thing, like feel the real words of somebody, mm-hmm. right? And you're not going to be able to go out and do 50 interviews. Like I think that's bad advice. Like go out and interview 50 people. Like that's impossible. Five. It's 2019. Soon, right? 2018. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, it's 2019. <laughs> no, this week is just all 2019 planning. Yeah, we're just we're doing that. I'm ready for 2019 to like 
about to be Huge. over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my mind is 2019 uh, okay. right now. But like, yeah, you can like get all that information somewhere else. Another thing is like okay. YouTube is amazing. Every product on every idea in the world has already been invented. Mm-hmm. And you can go to YouTube and watch reviews. Because like YouTube, think about who's on YouTube, right? It's a lot of self-publishers or like, you know, this is Mary. She's a blogger and she reviews Nikes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Because then she's going to tell me all the things. Right. And so one little hack, there's one particular thing that we launched at Drift is our scheduling functionality. Mm-hmm. I went and I watched YouTube videos of all of our competitors and figured out not what their marketing people said, what, hey, I'm Bob and today I'm going to review blank. I want to hear what that guy says and I want to use his words. Mm-hmm. And then really quickly you can pick up on two or three things. Right. So the keys are really like say what you mean, simplify all that stuff. But then mm-hmm. also you have to go and do like your research, right? Right. Go dig. This is why mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with keeping like a swipe file and reading books and everything mm-hmm. because all this stuff is already in there. The, some of the best lines we've used at Drift or in other copy or whatever, mm-hmm. we didn't invent them. Right. We found them. Oh, Salesforce wrote this in 1999, but now we mm-hmm. have the modern version of it, so we wrote it like X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the concept of a swipe file is not something that I think we traditionally do in products, but I don't. now that I'm thinking about it, I have no idea why we don't do that. I would, especially in product, it's almost easier because marketing is like, my swipe file is awesome, but it's also a mess because there's like, I got ads, I got events, I got mm-hmm. emails, I got landing pages, I got tweets, I got books. Whereas like, you're usually the product manager of a certain thing. Yep. I would go find everybody in that area. Mm-hmm. Swipe all their landing pages, swipe mm-hmm. all their emails, sign up for their onboarding flow and swipe all of that. And then when you get to do it your turn, you've already soaked in all that knowledge. It also mm-hmm. helps you learn quicker, right? Like yeah, absolutely. The, the best marketers are the people that can learn the fastest mm-hmm. because you're out there and you're able to just consume all this information. And right. so like subconsciously, then when you go to write and go to create the doc for your new thing, mm-hmm. you know it. Right. And if they've already done the research, you can just steal the research. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we have the advice. What's two books that's going to make us better copywriters? Two. Can I? Can we? Before we go into books, we need to talk about like how to tell a story. Oh yeah. I think it's really important. I'll take because like we just talked about writing, Mm -hmm. but I think not enough people think about the arc of writing a story, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be hard. I used to not be good at public speaking Mm -hmm. because I had no framework. Right. I would just like get up there and just here's my talk. Mm -hmm. Blah. Right. There's a really simple framework that I stole from a bunch of Steve Jobs stuff in books, and Mm -hmm. it goes like this. And so now everything that I write, whether it's a deck or a landing page, Mm -hmm. I write it like this. Number one is tell a story. And you tell a story because nobody wants to just jump right in, right? Tell a story to hook Mm -hmm. somebody. And it could be a related story. It can be like, so the other day I'm walking down the street and blank. Right, mm-hmm. you got to tell a story to hook somebody, and your stories internally could be like, "Remember how Elias told the company blank? That's mm-hmm. why, right? That's the connection." So tell a story, pose a problem, state the solution, show examples, and then have a CTA. That's five things. Tell a story, pose a problem, state the solution, show examples, mm-hmm. CTA. Mm-hmm. That formula works every single time. Because you tell a story to like disarm people and you be real and you you hook them with a story, right? Mm -hmm. Every movie starts with kind of a scene that like doesn't really have to do with the longer movie, but it's just like someone to get you. Now you're hooked. Okay. Once you're hooked, you pose the problem Mm -hmm. that's related to the story. Then you show the solution. Then you show examples to be like, this is not just bullshit. Here's exactly how we can do this. Mm -hmm. Beta customer said this, boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And then the call to action. Obviously, you don't always need a call to action in your stuff, but yeah. No, but I mean, this is exactly the framework that I think a well thought out feature has. Because there's a story, there's a backstory to it. Yep. There's the core problem you're solving. There's your solution that you come up with. There's yep. examples of how you're going to use it, how your customers are going to use it. And then there's 
what's next? Yep. There's a lot. I love this topic. Yeah. This you is can't amazing. tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, so books. Yeah. What books? Give us some books. Well, before I just give out books, though, I think you can't just read a book for the sake of reading a book. I could never get on to reading because I just didn't like what I was reading yeah. about. We couldn't be more different. What? You I love, love reading. reading. Really? I'll read. I read all the time. Any book doesn't matter. That's amazing. Still? Mm-hmm. Do you watch TV? Not really. Now that I have a stupid iPhone update and tells me how much time I spend on my phone, it's so sad. Yesterday I spent three hours on my phone. That's what it says. Three hours. I mean, you're, you're holding it and touching it right now. Three hours. Yeah. Do you know what I could have gotten done in three hours? A lot. Yeah. A lot. So I need to read more. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't just read like anything for fun because mm-hmm. like, we're different in that way. Yeah. I read for a specific reason. Yeah. So, yeah. I want to know like what for the products community, what's the best book Okay. So going to help us with this topic? So I would say, I would say if you want to study copywriting, get Ogilvy on advertising mm-hmm. because it's a great mix of copywriting and it's also super visual and there's a lot of ads and they're very old. Okay. And like there's some like naked women in there and stuff. It's like very like, it's very old school. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's yeah. important, but it's <laughs> just like that came up. Yeah, it's one of those books. Like you know, how, like an art book. Like it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be art. Like yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Um, and there's like a bunch, there's like a weird ads. Like if you read too much into it, like you're being like, oh, this is not useful. Mm-hmm. But if you take it for like at the time, these are ads that they ran to sell cologne or to sell soup. Mm-hmm. These people had to literally send you something in the mail. Mm-hmm. So this was written in the 1960s when there was no online marketing. Marketing was hard, much harder. Right. I had to convince you via the newspaper why you should buy something. You had to cut it out, put it in the mail, send it to me, then Mm -hmm. I send it back to you, it's crazy. Yeah. So Ogilvy on advertising, some timeless lessons like Mm -hmm. about copywriting and direct mail and advertising in there. The second one, I'll give you this one. It's called Cash Cashvertising. Mm-hmm. It sounds really corny and a catchy, dumb title. Yeah. But it's basically like, it's tips. And so the whole book, you can fly through it. It's like 101 lessons, basically. And it's like, write short, choppy copy. And it's just going to basically break all the things that you've learned about right. traditional writing. And like, the only goal of this sentence is to get you to read the next one. And so like, that's why all my writing is like very short and very choppy and not mm-hmm. formal because the goal is just to get you all like, it's like, um, it's like a, it's like a puzzle, like a, or like a stages, right? It's like the only reason the headline exists is to get mm-hmm. you to read the first line of my article, right. which is going to get you through the next line. All the way, boom, 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 CTA. Yep. So there's a lot of stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. If you can survive the naked pictures in Ogilvy on advertising, you will become a great copywriter. Okay. What about storytelling? What about storytelling? Oh man, there's so many storytelling. One thing is I now think of movies a lot. Mm. And if you really think about a movie, think about the story arc of a movie, mm-hmm. right? Okay. There's always an arc in there. Mm-hmm. There's a great one by Stephen Pressfield called Nobody Wants to Read Your Shit, which is a phenomenal book. You should retitle it, No One Wants to Use Your Shitty Products. You would yeah. love this. You would love this. <laughs> yeah. It's the same concept, which is like, just because you did it, nobody gives a fuck about it. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. And it's amazing because it trains your brain to think. He used to be an, an ad agency guy. Mm-hmm. And his whole model was like clients would come to him with their like, you know, their baby. It's right. the best thing ever. And his job would be like, no, it's not. Right. Tell it from this angle. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can go into that world, especially in the product yeah. side, like you're going to be better. Yeah. Nobody wants to read your shit. Man, I'm trying to think if I should give this one away. This one is this one's a little bit of a, of a secret. I would just say go watch. Don't read a book. Go watch. Like take any Steve Jobs keynote and mm-hmm. you'll see very clear there's a story structure and there's a reason he does it. Mm-hmm. He does things away. The rule of threes, like we've talked about that here, yep. everything is always three. People are just wired to remember three mm-hmm. things. Go back and watch like 2010 iPad keynote, 2007 iPhone keynote. Yep. Like watch all that stuff. 
And that's what I watch to like learn. And I can watch it over and over and over again because yeah. you're going to learn something new every time. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to me that the rule of threes is something that you came at from that angle. Whereas from my background, all of my consulting friends, rule of threes, all my consultants out there, every single presentation Shout is out three. Consultant. Really? Yeah. Three huh. points, always. So obviously it's if the, the consultants and like the crazy marketing people who live in the hills like have yeah, the same same thing. Yeah. What's the hardest part about storytelling in product though? Like why don't more people do this? Yeah, I think a couple things. One, people leave coffee to the end. Mm. They focus on the design or the technical aspects and they don't think about the words that they're using. <laughs> That's like headlines. Like we're obsessed yeah. with headline writing and most people will go and spend, like take a content writer. Yep. They'll go spend four hours and write 3,000 words and then go, and that's the title. Where it's like the other way, and we were talking about what we just said earlier, which is like the job of the headlines to get you to the next line. Nobody's gonna read your 3000 word article if you don't hook them with the headline. It's the right. same thing. They don't start with copy. And then I think unless you're working on a product that feels like a full experience, yeah. it probably feels awkward or hard to think about the narrative of your individual feature yeah. if you're not working on a whole end-to-end yeah. -end flow. Yeah. But I think at the same time, if you're solving a problem, in and of itself, a problem has a story around it, yeah. and there's probably a way you can do it. Do you think, is it ever like, because I'm sure sometimes you have to write a one-pager for something that's like yes. a little bug fix 100%. or an update. Mm -hmm. And I could see how that's hard to be like, <clears throat> Story, problem, solution, yeah. examples, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I get no, that. No, but I think it's actually, even for those products, it's just as important, even maybe more so to tie that back to the story that you're telling across all of the things that you're working on. Because if you're only ever just looking at these right. little tiny things and it's like, ugh, this sucks, right. we're just building these little tiny things. But if you understand why this little tiny bug you're fixing is gonna enable that incredible headline that you wrote, right. that's how you get motivated. So you make that your story is, this is a bug fix because it's part of a bigger piece right. yeah. as opposed to this thing. Yeah, and as a product manager, you yeah. need to be able to tell that bigger yeah. story because yeah. we can't tell that then. Ooh, okay, this is perfect. This is why you need to go read Cashvertising because okay. there's a great line in Cashvertising where he basically read a million copywriting books and then wrote this book. So it's okay. probably from somebody else. Maybe this is like where we can end, which is like people want holes, not shovels, right? There's two ways to sell a shovel, right? You could say, this thing is four feet long. It has a lovely aluminum handle and a plastic uh, top. And it's gonna you know, help you move the snow out of your driveway, right? No, people want, I'm gonna sell you something that in 30 minutes is gonna make the snow disappear from your driveway. I want that thing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's a shovel. Okay, great. That is such a good lesson in the product marketing, product management world. It's like mm -hmm. people want holes, not shovels. So when you're writing your one pager, how can you show the hole and the hole in the lawn or the, the snow outcome. out of the driveway? We call it the outcome. The outcome, mm -hmm. the outcome, the outcome. Yep. Holes, not shovels is like, say what you mean. Yeah. The outcome is outcome like. Is like product manager. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to page 87. Yeah. This is the outcome. No, I love that. That's a hard Great. one. It's a hard one. The other thing he says is like, you know, you need to be the spinach for Popeye, right? Like the person that you're trying to get to use this is Popeye and your mm -hmm. thing is going to be spinach. What happens when Popeye right. eats spinach? He, right? That's your superpower. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. How's it been being a podcast host? It's really stressful. Do you like it? It's stressful. It's yeah. not stressful. <laughs> Get out of here. This is the easiest part of work every day. You come here and you just um, talk. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to. I want to make sure that the things that we talk about are useful yeah. and that people are getting value out of it. And I think I try to keep the bar pretty high and I don't want to just waste anyone's time. And so yeah. I think that, you know, it's easy to sit down and record something. Yeah. It's not easy to sit down and record something that's super valuable. True. So That's a good point. There's more noise than ever today. So if you can be valuable. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to do with this podcast in the future? You told me less guests. I did, yeah. There are so many podcasts where you just hear people talking to each other. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse 
excuse me. <laughs> I said sorry about that. Like, like, just like, you mean about, like our show, like yeah, wisdom, yeah, yeah. Right? Where it's like, oh, this is really great. We're talking about this topic, and this is the five keys to whatever, and you should do it this way. But like, how does the person who's actually doing the job do that? Mm. Like, how do you go back to your desk and sit down and like yeah. write that headline or whatever it is? And I think for product, it's a nebulous job to start with. So yeah. then, you know, when someone's saying like, use more data, yeah. wow. how, what does that look like? So I wanna bring more of the, this is what I actually did to work on that type of thing. Tactical, people tactical, love the yeah. tactical. Yeah. I think one of the things I go to a lot of like conferences and you know, listen to bullshit. Most valuable stuff I've found lately is when I'm sitting around like five other people who are doing the same thing I'm doing. Because mm -hmm. then it's almost like therapy. You're like, oh my God, you're all yeah. going through this too. Yes. And like, if that's what your podcast is, that's really cool. Yeah, and it's, I think it's relatively hard to find for product, so. Yeah, build, mm -hmm. you heard it here first. Go to build.com, no, we don't have that. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Make sure you leave Maggie a six star review. Yeah. Please only. Do you get six star? Do you ask for six star reviews? I do. Oh, yeah, do? I ask okay. for them because I right. want more shout outs than you. Okay. Yeah. I don't get any shout outs I don't, anymore. I don't see the reviews, so I don't know if you, you have any. They go into notify in Slack. Well, I so I'm not getting them. Okay. All right. Leave Maggie a review. If you would like me to come back on Maggie's show, not now I'm one time only. Okay. Me. It's not about me. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank You're doing you. an awesome yeah. job with this podcast. Appreciate it. Product managers, keep building. Keep doing stuff on GitHub and whatever you all do out there, all right? <laughs> See ya. See ya.